Welcome to The Hunter's Home, a Monster Hunter community podcast for hunters by hunters. Hunters, and welcome to the Hunters Hub episode 13. Um, today we are joined by the guest that keeps guesting, Haru. Hello. I'm never leaving. <laughs> and uh, welcome back, Lobo, from being extremely sick. Hello, hello. I am not dead. So um, I'm going to do something a little bit different. We don't do a lot of, like, hey, advertising stuff on this pod because we don't really. We just sort of post it to Reddit and, you know, where we listen to SoundCloud and that kind of stuff. But a couple little things to talk about beforehand. Um, first of all, uh, we are up on uh, iTunes now. Uh, that got approved and went through. So uh, if you guys find us on iTunes, like leave a comment or, you know, a review on there that helps us out, get some visibility. Um, and of course, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Um, but also we have launched a Patreon, um, just sort of like a tip jar. We're not, we're not dependent on the Patreon to keep running. It's just, it'll help us get better equipment and that kind of stuff. And you can find that at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash hunters hub, all one word, no apostrophe. So cool. All that boring stuff out of the way. Tonight, we're going to talk, uh, about Kieran being confirmed and some hunter stories. I'll just open it up right at the start. What do you guys think about Kieran coming back? I am excited, partially because we have the best armor set again. <laughs> yeah. I oh, mean, boy. yeah, as in, like, a lot of people like it. I've never used the Kieran set, but yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give you the greatsword. It's very, very nice design, but... Yeah, yeah. I like the weapons too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can definitely log that uh, Kieran armor as fan favorite <laughs> or fan service. Yeah, yeah, I think I might because I normally play female hunters. I might stick to the oh, I don't know, like Kushala armor. I always like the weapons too, though, because especially like the Kieran gun sword or gun lance always looked pretty fun. Thought you were going Final Fantasy Eight up in here. I mean, hey, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> Squall, get your Kieran sword. I mean, gun sword. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. wouldn't that be crazy if we got a Final Fantasy crossover? I think. Well, we did have one previously. <laughs> I thought we'd be having another one would be even cooler, though. We did. Yeah, that was the um one of the armor designers for Final Fantasy designed a, oh, a scythe a armor. Yeah, and like a really like a long sword that was steel black feathers. So that happened. Yep. And I think the armor set was the Rage set or something like that. It was pretty cool. Huh. Oh, just they were selling the models of it in Japan, which is funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff, though. It looks cool. I was going to say, speaking of Rage armor, um, 
the Diablos, not Diablos, ugh, Diablos on the brain, Devil Joe set um, always reminds me of like a freaking football player, um, even more so than the Hermitar, even though the Hermitar is straight up football player. But um, for some reason, just like the helmet reminds me sort of like a football player. I'm just like, oh yeah. Isn't uh isn't uh the Diablo set Eric's uh or isn't maybe not Eric's but there's there's another there's a famous uh YouTuber monster hunter that uses Diablo set as his main gear. And I'm trying to remember who it is now. It's not Gaijin, I don't think. I think both Eric's and Gaijin have said they like Diablo set, but I don't I don't know the viewer of them saying like that's my main armor or anything. I'll figure it out. Of course, it could be someone else. It's not like they're the only YouTubers doing Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's just those are the main two that come to mind. True. So or Shep. So um, Karen uh, being confirmed is like really nice because uh, they showed it in the Coral Highlands at the very top of it. Who knows mm-hmm. how it climbed up there? It's a horse, but that's beside the point. Because. Um, <laughs> I think on our speculation episode we were talking about, like, um, I think I meant, oh yeah, Yeah. I think we were talking about, I think I mentioned uh, Kieran should show up in the Coral Highlands, because, you know, it's a glowing white horsey, and uh, it would be attractive there, and I'm glad it is. Maybe we'll also get uh, Kushala up in the Stormspire place. Yeah, in that area. Oh yes. Yeah. it does look very cold up where they're at, and that little screenshot we got of him in that. Uh, so, but by the way, if you haven't heard, you probably heard everywhere else before coming to us. But anyways, um, Kieran was confirmed not like uh, through any sort of official channels, other than uh, there was a TV spot in Japan that, that we all got to see. Uh, someone ripped it and put it online or something, and. Uh, Kieran is shown in that TV spot uh, at the, I'm going to say the Coral Highlands Peak, or at least the top of the area. Um, it's pretty clear that, you know, it's very cold up there, at least. Um, it looks like snow and ice up there, but Kieran tends to inhabit those colder environments in the games. Um, and the jungle, for some reason. It's like cold and jungle. So it's like uh, Arthurian. The forest can be all misty and... Uh, mm-hmm. Mysterious, and I don't know. Maybe the witches. Old England. Maybe the witches will come to him. Although that's like Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Sorry, I'm not into tragedies, and that's all he does. So, but the dick jokes are so cultured. Um, so, I mean, I I know of them, but yeah, I've read a lot of them. I don't like them. Not like not. Not like, oh, I read Shakespeare in my free time and he's a he's a hack. Like, no, I was required to read it for high school and I was like, I just stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing uh, that's interesting about Kieran, um, at least from this TV screen, he's at least a gold crown size. Like he is tremendously bigger than what the standard Kieran is. Like standard Kieran is like horse pony size. This thing is like full on like, uh, what are those massive masters? The Russian horses, Clydesdales. Uh, yes, that's it. That's a dog. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think uh, I think I'm excited to see how Karen turns out because obviously they've redesigned a lot of things. I can't wait to see the new moves they're giving him because they've so far given all the returning monsters a new move too. 
And so I want to know how you're going to make Kieran more so, you know, more modern and how you're going to have him interact with the environment. Because as of right now, he does, you know, his standard bounce around, but he requires kind of larger areas because he goes pretty far and will end up running into walls. But now that we have, you know, big open areas and walls over the place, I think I'm interested in to see how they're going to make his movement more fluid versus his very stiff movement path that he has now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, at this point, I'm kind of assuming all the returning monsters are going to get some sort of a rework, especially the really old ones like Kieran. Um, uh, from the, the clip, it was shown in, in that Japanese commercial, it was just like one second or something. Uh, it had the, this, people were calling it a lightning lasso, where it shot out a lightning bolt in front of it, like usual. But, like, hunters were all, like, a whole hunting party in a pretty wide range was all uh, toppled and flung back towards it. Um, so, mm. that was pretty funny. <laughs> One thing I am excited about, too, is, I don't know if it was in the the infamous list or not, but I'd like to see a Roshi Kieran come back as well. I mean, he's on that leak list. Because I always love that ice element as well. And usually the Monster Hunter selection of ice monsters is a little limited. Well, you don't like Snow Bunny? No. He's alright. <laughs> he's just... He's not exciting. He's more frustrating to me. Yeah, I like I like the... Uh, what were they What were they called? Pelagonis? Pel- 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 what was their category? It was so weird. Pell something. Um, oh, you mean the basically... type of monster? Yeah, the bear monsters. I liked them, but yeah, they they all were were weak, like really weak, so much that they almost weren't a challenge. Which is why I kind of glad they got deviants in generations because it actually made them challenging. But I'm actually we're just not getting to, that anymore. I'm actually just trying to think of how many ice monsters there are in general, because I can only name maybe four. So you got Zami. You've got Baryeth, you've got Lagombi, you've got Glacial Ignactor, you've got Jade Baroth, um, Devil Joe, kind of. Is he Tyrex, really? Kind of. Well, because they can throw the ice balls. Both oh, of them. yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, monsters who their their element, it be, you know, when you make a weapon ice. out of them, they yeah. begin, become ice. Suffice it to say, the list grows a lot longer if you include subspecies. Because they just... Wait, wait, you... You kind of have to because without subspecies, it's I think it's just Lagombi, Baryoth, Kushala, Baryoth. Which I've never actually gotten to fight Baryoth proper, just in the demo, uh, the double cross demo. Yeah, really. Yeah, because I, I never got to him in double cross either. So you never, but didn't you start playing in three U? Um, I tested three U for a little bit because I remember I picked up. My first one was in was try, in which I yeah. played for all of like five hours with the motion controls, and then I quit, and then I yeah. picked it back up in four U. So I never got to play. Oh. All the third generation monsters are kind of lost to me because I don't know three U very well. So that's also why I don't I don't have a glacial agnactor under my belt. <laughs> yeah, glacial agnactor is just kind of yeah agnactor with more bouncing. <laughs> That's sorry. Um, I'm forgetting an ice monster, and that's uh, Blangonga. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hate him. 
<laughs> it's just a low rank Rajang that can kill you super easily. And if he never comes back, I'll be happy. But what we really I mean, that roar, though, that roar, I would put him in the top tens for roars. Really? Yeah. It's going to make me go ahead and look it up again because I can't remember what his roar sounds like. It's super cool. Oh, I get more than Rajang's, really. Like, Rajong sounds all distorted and digital, and his sounds very primal. Seems it more of a like, a like a growl or sort of a hiss? Maybe sort of a bleeding noise? Conga roar. Yeah, it's it's different. I like, <laughs> the, Diab- I like the Diablos' roars, though, just because they're super loud. Yeah. Yeah, I still never change that setting on my PlayStation to... to actually hear the roars better oh that's right you told me there was an option for that yeah i'll have to remember to do that for thursday so two it's... days uh spoilers today's january 16th when we're recording um my birthday yay is it your birthday? anyways i did not yeah. know happy birthday thanks happy birthday thanks i yeah i wasn't i was just saying that because it was <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't trying to get, like, happy birthdays, but anyways. <laughs> it's going to um, happen now. It's going to be all in the comments. Well, we're on air. It's mandatory now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, the 18th uh, is the third demo. So, you get to fight Nier Gigante, which I think I'm going to try to take him on solo before I play with anybody. I'm going to wait, I think... To fight Nair Gigante till I get to the real game. That way, I have the real impact of like, oh god, what am I doing? As you know, you meet him in the storyline or whatever. That uh, sure. That Legiacris quest where they just throw you in there. The Legiacris quest. Yeah, it was, the uh, Monster Guts quest. Oh yeah, that's right. Just like one quest and try where you're like, uh, going out gathering fish guts or something. And they just like mm-hmm. throw a Legiacris in the pool with you and like uh, yep. try and complete the It's a classic, the you're not ready for this quest. I always yeah. liked hearing your guide, because that is the part that I did obviously get to. But I loved hearing the guide panic and just be, you know, get out of there, get out of there, run. Yeah. And it's start- still optional to run. It's not like it immediately force quits you. You can try to fight it. You'll fail, but you can try. Yeah. They, they, um, they, uh, they started that with Freedom 2 with Tigrex. Um, it's a Popo Tongue quest. It's the first scripted quest like that. Um, in the original Monster Hunter, uh, you had, re- <laughs> I think it was literally one of the early gathering quests, and I'm, I want to say it was, a mushroom quest. I think it was unique mushrooms in the forest and hills. They don't they don't give you any sort of scripted events because that wasn't a thing in Monster Hunter One. But like, I remember distinctly being up in the the sort of cliff area, the the upper right area of the map. I don't know the numbers, um, but I'm gathering mushrooms, and then I just hear this like, how do you get the the Rithalos roar? And I was like. I what is that? And I turn around and it's like, oh, it's the monster on the cover of the box. Hmm. That's cool. One shot. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't the one with Tigrex, the one where Tigrex is the main villain, 
Doesn't that start off with you just getting the crap beat out of you up on the mountain and then you just kind of wake up in the village? Yeah, yeah. The opening cutscene sort of takes off from the CG cutscene almost. Really? That's neat. It's very similar. Yeah, you're basically like, you have a longsword actually. And you're like, all right, I'm going to defend myself. And I'm on the edge of the cliff and he just knocks you off. It's like, hey, welcome to Poke. Here's a house. <laughs> you're probably impressed that you didn't die from the fall. <laughs> I wish I wish the world was like like that. Oh, you just get beat up an alley? Here's a house. Like like certain <laughs> uncharted games I could mention. <laughs> um as oh, uh, uh somebody had pointed out the other day that uh you probably they probably are willing so willing to give you free stuff in the villages because you're almost a god to them. Cuz uh in one of the early quests for 3U, I guess. Uh in one of the early quests for 3U the guards mention how they're scared of going out and taking care of this great jaggy. Like, if the guards are unable to kill a great jaggy, the fact that you even survived an encounter with the Tigrex must make you, you know, future king or something. Well, sure, that's that's just how the society works. You have, like, your normal sort of small village society, and then the hunter is sort of like the guardian of the town. It's just, it's just lore-wise how those communities work. And then, you know, you know, the guild, uh, I mean, you're a direct, like, um, what do you call it? Emissary of the guild with your own handler in the three and three U. Like they actually send you to that town. I say, wasn't three U, you were like the first, uh, the first hunter for them. Cause they were still just barely setting up the, uh, the hunter's hub for you. You're not the hunter's hub, but they were just barely setting up the hunter's board for you to get quests. That's why they yep. send you off on gather quests because they're like, go keep yourself entertained for a while while we finish building this. Well, you were the yeah. only um, like guild hunter. I think they say the chief, the village chief, used to be a hunter. They grew right. old he and was stuff. Retired, though. Oh, okay. Yep. But um, you were totally right about that, Hara. Fortune, uh, that is technically uh, the structure of the society, but actually, the guild is a scheme. It's like a mobile game. And they're trying to catch whale hunters that'll kill all the monsters for them and make it safe. <laughs> Play for 300 hours. <laughs> Please don't bring EA into the Monster Hunter world. Please. <laughs> no, they already said the monsters are loot boxes. It's all a plan, man. <laughs> all... You get oh, no. you get uh, five carts a day. Any more than that, you have to start paying microtransactions. <laughs> The uh, uh, the guild is like Scientology, man. It has levels. It has ranks. Oh, no. You actually have to pay 10 cents to eat before a hunt. Yeah, man. That's your that's your fees. Yeah. But, um... That's your daily buff. If you want more, pay up. <laughs> but there was actually other stuff in the in the little um, commercial snippets. Like some nice trailer shots. One of them, uh, we were talking about Kushala, it showed Nergigante, like, wrestling, tossing, wrestling, tossing him uh, across the volcano map. So people yeah. were saying that uh, it's probably got a higher power level <laughs> because of that. Oh, I right. wouldn't say so. I could see 
Kushala basically getting the jump on Nergigante, sort of like Jiratadas does with Baroth, and Baroth throws him off. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. Just a, yeah, it's speculation, of course, because we only saw part of that uh, territorial clash. We didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, no. I, I don't think they showed a whole territorial clash of anything in that TV spot. I know, man. They loved the uh, the cutaway, keep us in suspense. Um, um. So, yeah, that'd be interesting if like the elder dragons were all um relatively equal. Like they would all just trade damage, like Dratados and Baroth, and there wouldn't be like a conclusive victor. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing who Kirin fights with. Because according to you know ecology and lore, it would be a Rajang. I, right. I deny that statement. <laughs> yeah. Is it just because you don't like that the lore, or you don't want any, a Rajang in uh, Monster Hunter Worlds? I like Rajang. I'm okay with Rajang coming back. I don't. I deny that that the logic for that doesn't make sense to me. That whole thing. I'm just gonna say right now. I don't think that's canon. Because that happens in Frontier, is it? Which isn't Frontier non-canonical. I uh, am not sure. I heard a comment to that some to that uh, uh, effect the other day. Not sure myself though. But what else yeah. would uh, Kieran fight with, really? Oh, I could see it fighting with Legiana. Thunderbolt is super effective. <laughs> yeah, it's got the upper hand. It's an Elder versus. I mean. You know, an elder would have an upper hand against Rathalos, right? So that only makes sense. Yeah, if uh, if like the flashes from uh, Zitsiaku can can dunk Paolumu, then I imagine Kieran Thunder could like create like a Legiana comment and send it just like smacking to the ground. Uh, could you imagine that seeing like it sputter in the air and fall down like it? just sort of like freak out from being like electrically shocked and then just fall on the ground part of me is wondering if they're going to because you know we've had um arena quests in the past where they just kind of stick three monsters of a theme together like oh here's three lightning monsters have fun yeah are they going to include territory clashes during arena fights where there's multiple monsters we don't know Hmm. but we're gonna find out because there was that leak of the um nergigante Kashala uh, Deora and Teostra Arena Quest Triple Quest um, that obviously proved true um, with that with that sixth trailer. So like, oh yeah, it depends. It depends if they still feed him into the arena one by one, or if they just all start in the room together. Because usually for the three ones, you'd have two at the beginning and then one last bigger one at the end. Mm-hmm. So I could see like a storm-based arena where you have to fight uh, Toby and Kieran, and then the then it's the final one is a Kushala. Hmm. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, they usually make those thematic quests. Yeah, they they're fun. It's it's fun to sort of like mix it up and do that kind of stuff. I just wish it wasn't in the arena sometimes. Yeah. Like that's one thing I liked about Generations is they had a lot of these multiple monster quests. Yeah, you know, like three or so. And you actually got carved from them that weren't mega potions. Oh right, <laughs> they were in the maps and that kind of stuff. 
Weren't there some arena ones where it was you still got actual cars from them? Not like it wasn't there wasn't an arena quest, but it took place at the arena, but you still got cars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was any quests in Generations, to my knowledge, where your cards were Mega Potions. Yeah, it was jarring for me going back to some quest in 4U or 3U uh, after after um, uh, playing that, because like, you got the instincts of like, okay, going to get some carapaces, going to get some wings. <laughs> it's like Mega Potions, like, wait, what? And and you just you carve a couple even though you're like ten out of ten mega potions already because you don't have instinct built up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that's something I did not like about the earlier games. You carved a mega potion because it's a multi quest and you need the help healing. I'm like, I don't. I mean, maybe I took this quest because I wanted parts from all three monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, maybe you figured me out game and I'm just sequentially clearing all the quests, too. One of the ones I can't wait for is, um, I know this is with this is kind of back to the wild speculation, but uh, monsters like a monster like um, Basarios, where you'll just kind of be walking around and there's a weird rock that just is kind of out of place. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping some of the monsters, at least one of the monsters in Worlds will do that, where... It's not directly obvious it's a monster. Like, you're looking for the clues. And your scout flies will take you to an area and then just kind of taper off and you have to kind of look around and actually see where the monster is based on your eyes versus uh, something pinpointing it for you. Yeah, that'd be cool. I I could see that happening with... um, I could see it happening uh, with Corpse Pile Monster. I don't remember its name, but you know what I mean. We haven't seen its name officially, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the only monsters that would go invisible were, um, uh, of course, Camellios and then Basarios, sort of, that was sort of obvious in the 3DS games, and because uh, there weren't any other similar rocks around in most of the areas. Um, yeah, sometimes there were, especially in the older games. Yeah, yeah, I imagine... Before it was transposed, it made a lot more yeah. uh, practical sense. Um, and then uh, the Mizutsune, or shoot, uh, Malfestio subspecies uh, thing had invisibility. Oh, I never, I didn't get to him yet in Double Gross. Hmm. Yeah, it was like... I do have a question, and I don't know if they've answered or not, um, because I think it's tied to the whole G-Rank question. Are we getting blue, or sorry, are we getting white or purple sharpness in uh, Worlds? Well, I don't think I've seen anything about that. I think all we've seen so far is green. I don't think we've even seen blue yet. Yeah. Well, I think I think they've always given us, uh, I think they've always just given us green sharpness in all the demos, right? Yeah, probably. I think, yeah, I think so. Because um, it's it's the it's the classic one one ratio. You're doing one to one damage. Oh right. Oh um, I did have a question actually. It was it was something that was announced a while back, and uh, I believe um, Gaijin Hunter had a video on it. What do you think of the changed uh, damage numbers 
that they're going back to the uh, damage numbers are tied to a type of weapon again, versus just having universal damage. If you're not if you're not sure what I mean, um, in for you, for example, um, if you took two mo two weapons from the same monster, um, like a sword and sh this is made up. I don't know the exact numbers, but like a sword and shield would have two hundred attack, whereas a great sword at the same level would have a thousand attack. Yep. And then for generations, they in real realistically they did the same damage because you hit like five times with a great with a sword and shield for every one hit with a great sword. But then in Generations, they went back to having weapons on the same level having the same number. So a Sword and Shield would show 200, and a Great Sword would show 200. And it made it a little bit easier to compare weapons across weapon classes. And right, it, because each weapon had its own motion value hits. Yeah. Whereas and, a Great Sword had better motion values than a Sword and Shield. And yeah. so now they've revealed, this is a while ago again, but they've revealed that uh, the... Monster Hunter Worlds is going to go back to showing inflated values again. So, again, dual blades are going to have small numbers. Great swords are going to have big numbers again. Do you have an opinion on that? Like, I think I'm a little disappointed, but I can kind of see for comparing within each weapon category. Like, if you're just comparing great swords to great swords, I think it probably helps a lot more. Um, and just for, Power, you... just for context... We're not talking about like what damage numbers that pop up on the monsters, just uh, like in your equipment tab, basically. Right. Right. I should have specified that. Oh no, you're good. Um, yeah. So it's a little bit more confusing. I kind of have a lingering hope that they make it make more sense uh, once we have the final game than it has in past final games, because in past final games it was just like this invisible mask nonsense. Um, yeah. But it doesn't really matter to me, because, like, it's not something you have to worry about when you're actually, like, playing the game, and Monster Hunter, to me, it's not really an RPG, it's just an action game with yeah. options. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I'm a little divided on it, just because of the fact that, from one set point, I can see a lot of people understanding, well, yes, of course the greatsword hits harder, because it hits slower, but some people... I'm still worried are going to get confused because they'll see a great sword with a big, you know, three, four digit number and compare it to a small three digit number off of a sword and shield or dual blades. And they'll get the idea of, oh, well, yeah, great swords clearly better than the dual blades because it's got bigger number. Right. I'm sure people figure it out pretty quick. It's because the sword and shields are faster, but it definitely opaques the decisions. Um, I know the one thing that it was kind of interesting for was when you made the crossover then to ranged weapons as well. Uh, cause you don't ever get the true numbers on ranged weapons cause you don't see the numbers associated with the ammo either. Or, um, right. the stuff like how much damage, example in the new worlds, like your snipe shot or your rapid fire chain gun thing are going to do versus rapid shooting elementals with lipo gun. So, I'm just interested to see how it's going to play out in the full game. Yeah. It's... Personally, I don't care. I've never cared about damage numbers or how much damage I'm doing. I just, I make armor sets and I make weapons and I just sort of kind of, hey, that was a stronger monster, so that means it's sort of a stronger weapon. And then I try, I also try to type match um, 
weapons at times. So it's like, oh, I'm fighting Diabolus. I need my ice weapon. Like, I just do that. Mm. I don't really care about the numbers so much. Well, I'm. I think it becomes more of an issue if you play a lot of different weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, I can never decide on one weapon for a game. So, whenever I'm trying to cross compare yeah. weapons to find, like, okay, I'm having a hard time with this monster. What is the best weapon I own in my box? And it, it starts to get hard once you've upgraded some and some may not be upgraded or, you know, what have you. It's hard to sometimes compare between them without seeing the average number versus the inflated number. Correct, yeah. yeah I'm, yeah, it's just it's just nothing that I've done a lot is switch weapons. I've always been more of a one-weapon guy, unless I'm goofing around with friends, which, you know, up until this point hasn't happened too often. Um, if I could change topics for a second, there's just, like, two sure. more things I wanted to bring up from this commercials, which is you mm-hmm. see a clip of a hunter firing his slinger at the, uh, sort of, a, like, a fountain of, like, lava in the heart of the volcano yeah. map. Um, and it, like, surges up uh, and hit, knocks an arrow again in, the ch- in his chin and flinches at sort of, like, environmental hazards like the boulders or, so- or something. And there's also another short hmm. clip of uh, Ergen and Lavasioth's clash. Uh, and Ergen sh- seems to be shaking some sort of uh, lava mines out of its hide, like, bare off. Which, uh, which trailer was that? I'm actually going to check that out. I'll uh, link it, but uh, impressions? Do you guys make anything on that? Oh, um, yeah, that uh, Ergen has always been able to throw those sort of explosive rocks off of his tail. Right. Um, he's always had some sort of, a, you know, rocks attached to him or something. So, I mean, it makes sense that he can throw off those explosive rocks in that animation, I guess. I think he's always done it with his tail previously, though. Uh, yeah, I noticed um, they did a thing with the Oregon model where those red sort of, like, molten parts of his tail, the little dots on it, they're actually mm-hmm. the 3D model of the mines now, and they look like little ruby gemstones, mm-hmm. uh, soccer balls, sort of, and that's what he's, uh, all of his projectiles are. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, explosive rock hides. That's uh that's totally realistic, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there was a lot in that commercial, um and a lot really quick. Uh I think yeah, a lot of people latched onto the whole Kieran thing because Kieran is a very divisive monster. <laughs> um I wanted to uh, point out something too you talked about how did kieran get up there even though i don't like that whole ecology of rajong versus kieran because it just doesn't make sense but um kieran does uh sort of climb up the mountain like a mountain goat would just sort of hopping up on the small ledges and that kind of stuff um so i could see how kieran could be in sort of that top area and sort of like bouncing off of walls or kicking off the walls and that kind of stuff and using momentum. Right. Yeah, I bounce guess I just, the bounce. I guess I'm just a little uh, <laughs> having trouble picturing that because, like, if if you see like the a clear view of the 
top of the Coral Highlands, and it's kind of difficult because it's a very there's like a lot of different mountain peaks, and some of them are geometry, and some of them are out of bounds. Yeah, but, I mean, but the, the like the I, actual I mountain top of it, it's it's like double cross. It's like the ruined ridge and that sheer like vertical mountain peak that Bellfell climbs up. So, I mean, have you seen pictures of mountain goats standing on like? two legs like straddled on like a tiny pebble on the side of a mountain yeah yeah oh i see what you mean with the lava's plume that's a good point for sure it looks like just bad timing on the uragon's part oh yeah yeah he's uh the hunters got him trapped or uh, got him right at the right place yeah i'm i don't know there's a there's a lot to still be seen um we only barely, I mean, we don't even see anything with Karen other than him rearing up. Mm-hmm. He's like freaking huge. But, um, and the Oregon thing, I don't know. Yeah, I, I went back and watched it. I, it's so quick. I, there's lava, he flinches, something happens. You know, maybe, maybe he shot like a, a swelling bubble in the ground. And that's what happened. Or something like that. Yeah, I think it was some sort of a hazard for the volcano map. Yeah. Um, I can see that, for sure. I'm just a little bit excited. Although it's kind of funny, like, hurting a monster with lava, a lava that, you know, can stand in lava. By the way, I just want to point out, uh, in that first clip that you'd linked, the 15-second video, you see the Rathlos, like, out on the plains instead of, uh, in the areas it normally is in that uh, map. True. Well, you can't always believe trailers. Yeah, true. They may have just been a test thing. If uh, Ubisoft taught us anything. <laughs> that said, we do get a we do get a nicer clip of um, Corpse Dragon there. Yes. And I am excited to fight whatever it is because it looks cool as heck. And I'm, I'm going to call it the Swamp Dragon because it just reminds me of magic and swamps. <laughs> I just want to see um, the armor that make, gets made out of that thing. At this point, I don't even care if it has bad stats or useless, uh, you know, well, nothing's really useless, but, you know, not ideal armor skills. I just, I, I kind of want to fashion hunt more in uh, worlds than I have in any other game. Yeah, because the, well, it's more fashionable. I would now. almost bet that it has anti-miasma. Um, thanks for reminding me of that, Loberin, because there's actually something else that I gleaned from the clip of uh maybe it's Val Hazak, maybe it's something else. Um which is you can see a, like a passageway, like leading from one area to to the other and to, to the right of the dragon in the one of the clips. So that oh, says yeah. to mm-hmm. that says to me that it's actually in the Rotten Vale uh proper and it's gonna be roaming and not just a sort of an arena like stage elder dragon fight. That's cool. Right. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to be tied to like one specific area. Even uh, Azora Magdaros even seems to be traveling the whole time. Because uh, we've definitely seen him in different maps already. One thing I've noticed, by the way, is... Um, and I know this is kind of a minor minor thing, but it's in terms of like theming. A lot of places do decay and um, you know poison and swamp and stuff like that. But this is the first mm-hmm. time I think they've shown... like. And this is the first time I've seen an environment in a while that's like, you know, the the mold, the, uh, that kind of, not like just slimy, muddy swamp, 
but that actually molding decaying um type of uh, design and environment you know what i mean yeah 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 because we've had swamps in monster hunter since the first game and it was always like poison or murky water or you know that kind of stuff um I mean, arguably, the flooded forest would be the equivalent in the third generation. Yeah. Um, you know, this sort of murkiness that you have in the, the water areas. Um, but uh, even that one, the flooded forest is a little more lively than that. But yeah, I, I see this as the pseudo-swamp map and worlds. I just think it's a nice change from... Because generally, I find swamp levels kind of boring. Or they try to fantastic love the mushrooms. You don't usually get that real dark, dirty, like actually decaying feeling. Yeah. A good example is like in uh, Warcraft, you have either you have dark green brown marshes or you have like really fantastical Zanger marshes with, you know, like six or seven story tall mushrooms and stuff. We never get that really like disease filled thing that I get from that the poison marsh that we have in this one true um it is very unique yeah that's interesting that you guys are comparing it to a swamp i didn't see as that i was looking at it like um like the new like sunken hollow like the new cave map uh Hmm. because it's all kind of underground um yep yeah it kind of fits that like dingy archetype as well the the where all the weird poison monsters like giganox could show up well, Giganox was in the Tundra, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. In third gen. Maybe, uh, maybe Gypsaros is a better example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just, they had those those dark caves in the Tundra, which was weird. But, hey, you needed to see those glowy stripes on Giganox. I'm scared. <laughs> so, um, I don't... Is there a lot else to say about the commercial or Kieran or anything in general? Or I think that was all of the like new new stuff in it in the commercial. Uh, for mine, it was um, I just like the new lightning effects, but that's just been yeah. constant. All the elemental effects look great now. I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Just I think it's nice having the the really nice looking lightning that actually lights up the area and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. That's all I had though. Yeah, me too. From here, uh, I just want to get into like a few uh, hunter stories, just sort of take it easy, because um, I mean we're coming up on release pretty soon, and I don't think we're going to get a whole lot more news to talk about. I think it's kind of a just sort of a happy surprise that we got that TV commercial that had new news. So um, I'm gonna um, just you know like a story or two that you enjoyed out of Monster Hunter. So um, I'll, I'll save mine for last, just because. Not that it's super great, but um, Haru, what's a, what's like a, a favorite story of yours? Um, well, do you want favorite stories or most exciting stories? <laughs> Whichever you want to do. Just you know, we're just sharing stories, okay. hunter stories. I'll do a positive one then. Um, so in three U, uh, that. I kind of fell out of the series after Try. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't pick it up until the whole next game. I was out for a whole long time. Um, but no, it was a couple of years between those two games compared to what we get now. And yeah. I had gotten a 3DS and I, was, and I was playing on that screen. And 
like even on that small screen, like I went into the flooded forest and the first quest where you fight Jorambaros, uh, mm. just like that whole like wind up of 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 its like helicopter animation starting was just like such like I was I was is like I was staring at a game trailer and like losing my mind but like it was happening in real time um that was just yeah. such a cool that was such a cool moment uh, just that animation discovering it for the first time in game uh and i think like my brain yeah. sort of added to it like i was thinking of like oh wow the trees are getting blown back by the force of it <laughs> when the <laughs> Wii wasn't sort of uh, the assets weren't created to do that necessarily yeah yeah, it, it it's uh it's awe inspiring the first couple times because it's such a big monster and you're like, it is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! I lost that hunt by the way. It took me like three tries to get it. Nice. Yeah, Durambaros was uh was probably one of my favorite uh, brute wyverns. One of my favorites to come from Portable Third, even over Zenogre. If it's controversial enough. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely stands out from the Arzuros and the Great Rogi in that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did enjoy uh, Zenogre, by the way. I like Zenogre, but I I just Durambaros was just I don't know. It was so cool fighting the mountain, as they say. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Flurgerbergs of Zenogre is just fun to say too. Mm-hmm. So is that it, Haru? Just like helicoptering. Durambaros smashing you against trees. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna give like Loberon a chance to go. Sure. Uh, we're, this is for our, like our some our favorite our, fav- uh, our favorite like hunting moments, right? Yeah, we're just basically think of it like us sitting around like a campfire sharing hunter stories. I think my favorite was when I finally beat the uh, was it the 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 legendary test at the end of uh, for oh, you. Yes. Was it the it was, master's test? I just remember it was a Rajang, a Zenogre, and something else. And it was just, it was so hard. And I tried everything. It took me so many times. And then, you know, you just basically dance around hoping one damage is enough for the other to get, you know, to go down. Because if you just go in full attack mode, you'll get messed up by one of them or the other one. And it was such, it was the, like the only time I ever like got super determined. Because a lot of times I would just... If I had problems with something, I'd just set it down and come back and I'd be fine. But that was the first one that I couldn't do, and it bugged me. So I did everything I could to just get better and get better and get better. And then the day I finally did it, it was on a blinking red battery when I finally finished the quest. And I was just exhausted and happy and, like, just save the game, plug it in as fast as possible. And it was, like, the biggest moment of triumph for me. I thought that was super fun. Oh yeah, that is a tough quest. Which monsters was that? I think it was a... I think it was a Zenogre. A... Um... Rajang. And I can't remember the third one, but I think it was a Shigar Magala. I can check real quick. Oh, that's just like the... Was it on Sanctuary? Maybe. Did they put it... The Master's like the... Test. Let's see. Cause um, that sounds like the. It was char- not the mas- It wasn't the masters one because it wasn't Apex stuff. It was the one below that. Yeah, it sounds like the uh, Caravaneers challenge, the one you had to complete to get the rainbow pigment. 
Yeah, I think that was it. And it was just, it's the fact that it was such a sense of accomplishment. And I thought yep. it was great. You know, you, you really felt like you were the king. Oh, yep. It was a, it was in fact a frenzied Zenogre, a Furious Rajang, and a Shigara Magala. Oh, wow. That's, that's really difficult. <laughs> it gives you the armor, rainbow armor pigment, the Caravaneer's armlets, and then Caravan takes us to make the Hawkset and Lecturer series. And in that fight, the Zenogre is always in fully charged mode. Like, he is always fully up and ready to go. Which yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> I think for that quest, I just... Yeah. Um, I tried it several times in high rank, uh, but I couldn't get it because I really wanted that uh, Fashion Hunter pigment. Um, uh-huh. But I ended up just like going up to G rank and like crafting some and upgrading some armor and then uh, out-leveling them, basically. Yeah, that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> so I guess uh, I'll, I'll go with the story I was thinking of. Um, so I mentioned... Uh, back in the PSP days, uh, I, I played a lot more with my brother uh, in those days, and we had a heck of a time bringing down our first Akantor. Um, so Akantor starts in that sort of the sort of volcanic arena map, uh, the same place where you fight uh, Crimson Fatalis and that kind of stuff. I don't know if that map ever made a return in future games, or at least if it did, it was changed severely so. But it's kind of like the one where you fight um, the what's the the the, the variant of Bracadius, the yellow one, um, blasting, um, uh, raging Bracadius. Yeah, yeah, him and a Cantor in for you, is it? Yeah, for you appear in this sort of like Ingle Isle, I think it's called this like sort of volcanic just arena. And it's kind of like that in Freedom Unite. There's a kind of volcanic arena. And that's where a Cantor appeared uh, in the older days. And um, we had a heck of a time bringing him down. But at this point, I was Hammer and he was a Lancer. So I would, you know, I'd try to be breaking the tusks and knocking them out and he would be going for the tail. So we were like, we started to get really good at it and that kind of stuff. But of course, mistakes happen. His, his freaking beam of fire would like one shot us. And it took us, I want to say, of playing possibly anywhere between six and 20 hunts a day a solid two or three weeks to defeat it. Um, wow. But uh, we, we ended up coming up with, um, I came up with a, with a name for my brother uh, during this quest. So uh, he was the more careful hunter and I've always been the more rash one. So I tend to card more than he did. Uh, and we were, of course we would lose from triple carding most of the time. Uh, and sometimes it was just a stupid mistake. I would just get too greedy or, you know, something like that. Uh, I was not as good of a player as I am now back in Freedom Unite. Uh, <laughs> and I would die tw- every single time we failed. I would die twice. I would cart twice, and then he would cart the third time. So I started making fun of him and calling him Lasty because he was always the last cart. 
But he would get so mad because I was the first two cards. Right, right. And I was like, it doesn't matter. You failed the quest. You were the one that died. He's like, well, because I had all my potions. And he's just like, he would get so mad at me. <laughs> so if I ever wanted to annoy him, I just text him or send him a message. I'm like, hey, Lasty, what's going on? It still gets him angry. And it's been so many years. <laughs> It's been over ten years. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, that was one of my favorite uh things. It was just like hunt. I didn't get to hunt with my brother so much in the beginning, you know, uh, not till the PSP days, and then afterwards we hunted a lot together in three and three U, but. Uh, when it became exclusively handheld, we just sort of dropped off, and that's where I became a solo hunter. So from 4U and Generations, I was mostly solo. But, I mean, a good portion of my Monster Hunter days was just me and my brother playing together. Him as a lance and me as a hammer. Yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds jolly. Was it, um... It was. Was it so extra difficult, because you were only playing, like, locally with two, with two players and multiplayer? Oh, okay. Man. Yep, that's what we did. <laughs> you guys um, went straight for the deep I was end. Yeah, a lot of people that I used to hunt with that I no longer hunt with, and some of my newer hunter friends have all like gone hard on Monster Hunter World. So much so that my brother, he uh, he texted me the other day. He was like, hey, um, so tell me a reason not to get Monster Hunter and get PlayStation. <laughs> And I was like, well, I mean, you really wouldn't want to play with me or this person and this person and this person because, you know, you don't want to play Monster Hunter with us and you don't want to play Monster Hunter because it's not going to be a good game or anything. I'm just being sarcastic with him. And he's like, okay, fine. I'm buying a PlayStation 4. Hey. And I was just joking. And <laughs> he ended up buying one and he's been playing uh, Star Wars, actually, since since it came bundled in. But <laughs> I'm so um, ready. Yeah, we are close. We are 10 days away from time of recording. Um, lots of stuff going on before then, like the third beta, just the weekend before. And then the next weekend is full on. Um, I think we're going to be doing an episode. We're going to be recording at least. Uh, I want to say the Monday or Tuesday after release uh, instead of on the Saturday because we want to have some more time just to play. Um have an initial impressions episode basically um and in fact gog is another person that we know that just bought a ps4 to play monster in a world really uh yeah uh, he bought he... one he's been playing dark souls 3 uh according to him of course um as most of you guys have noticed gog hasn't been on the last couple episodes um, and we haven't heard from him for a while because he is literally snowed in. He's been snowed in for like two or three weeks. Now. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. Uh, no internet, oh. no outside connection. I once in a while get a Reddit message from him, which is also why we don't have episode 11 out, even though episode 12 has already posted at this point. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I have, a, I have a question for you then. Uh, you have a PS4, yeah. correct? Like, just are you talking to me or Haru? Uh, both. Yes. Making yes. sure you both do. What have you been playing when you're not doing the demo? Uh, recently, a lot of my Switch. I've been playing, um, 
enter the gungeon on the switch uh yes um i just got all 999 moons on mario oh my gosh ago. um i got that for christmas i already did that um so i was possibly was going to be getting some new games on my birthday today but that didn't happen so <laughs> uh enter the gungeon and i've been playing Fortnite with my old high school friends that have started playing again because of monster Hunter world so we reconnected over that i think i mentioned that in a previous episode right um so i've been playing Fortnite with them and brawl brawl holla just a bunch of free games until monster Hunter comes out with them if you were looking for other games which like you said you're look, i guess you're playing free games but uh if you're looking for other games i would highly suggest Either the Final Fantasy XII remake or Yakuza Zero, both of which I've been going back and forth between. I never played FF twelve. Uh, I only like two Final Fantasy games uh, so far. I only like Tactics and Seven. And Tactics, I like. Uh, I like the world it's in, Ivalice, and I know that twelve is in Ivalice. Ta- so. Tactics is my favorite game of all time, but uh, the twelves is made much more bearable because originally it was very slow. But if you buy it on the PS4, you have a button that either doubles or quadruples the speed of the game. <laughs> so it makes me enjoy the game a lot more because now I can do some grinding because, you know, you can just set AI in that game for your party members. So once you have that set up proper, you can just do some grinding by turning to four times speed and just kind of running around in a circle and letting them do their jobs. Yeah, that's important. That incredibly boring. It, it's well that's the thing is uh, i'm sorry it, yeah I, I get it but it's it's more long lines you can enjoy the storyline now versus like okay that story sent me it's over and i want to unlock this node time for me to play for three hours and get a bunch of stuff versus you know 20 minutes of running around and having a good time and uh, yeah. giggling because well, everything's moving at four times speed look we're in look we're in i think i'm sort of on fortune's side i'm not I played WoW for my time. I'm not super enthused by MMO combat, but I will say that like um, the the worst part about MMO combat is like waiting for your auto attacks to like whittle down a health bar. So that that speed up sounds uh sounds like a like a good feature. Yeah. Um. On the other hand, I've also been playing Yakuza Zero, which I'm starting to kind of associate as a Final Fantasy game in the fact that. While it's not turn-based, you're still wandering around the city and you get into random combats with just kind of thugs <laughs> on the street. And yeah. it ends up being you versus three or four people, so it kind of feels like a random Final Fantasy fight because you have a little bit of screen swirl and then suddenly you're in a battle. Except all the random battles are fun because you're just beating the crap out of people and taking their money. So, Yeah, I have I have a sneaking suspicion of what my wife got for me is Mario Mario plus Rabbids. So I'll probably be playing that up until release that, if I get that soon. That's also a fun game. So I'll probably be playing that. Very off topic, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yep. Oh, I just had another story if we're still doing that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so in 4U, the Dunes map, I had to get mm-hmm. like uh, probably like like uh, bomb casings. So I was, I was going around gathering sap gathering all the vegetables to uh, get some sap plants, I think they're called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, I, at the quest screen, I was like, for some reason I was thinking, like, I don't want to use my good armor on this quest. Um, I'll just go around, I'll put the hunter's armor on. 
and I I walk around uh, and I'm in in those little cave areas, uh, just sort of sitting there and like it's not generations and it's not world, so you just have to mash A and do the old Monster Hunter grind, um, and just sort of doing the due diligence of filling my item box. Um, yeah, and a Benabra drifts up to me slowly. And I don't make anything of it. They're like, oh, there's a bunch of these and try. You just like, ignore them. Um, and it gets right up to me and it hits me with its stinger. And it's like, you fainted. Two carts remain. And that was when I learned uh, what G rank was or how it worked anyway. Uh, because <laughs> I got one shotted by a fucking banana. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh man, I hate the bugs. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of questions uh, on the Monster Hunter subreddit about like, hey, what monster do you want to see come back? And you know, I, it, uh, Shady Figure helped me realize that there's only one monster that uh, uh, I don't uh, I don't really like, uh, and that's the King Shakalaka. I think I've mentioned that here before. Um, right. Just a creepy, annoying monster to fight. Um, but one one story I have is the Vespoid Queen. Um, I actually like the fight with the Vespoid Queen because it kind of ratchets up like what what how do you make a Vespoid a boss right? <laughs> um, so if no one's ever fought Vespoid Queen, imagine mm. like a queen ant where its abdomen is like seventy times longer. Now put wings right. on it, and that's kind of what a Vespoid Queen does. Yeah, um, I've seen like the images i just i don't have a clear yeah i'm sorry i, don't have a clear I, I idea. never got to fight king shakalaka i'm looking at it now and i just what what <laughs> yeah it's basically uh, you have to imagine why part of the reason why i don't like cha-cha as a follower is having just the previous game had nightmares of King Shakalaka beating the crap out of me. And then like, Hey, look, this cute Shaka is your friend and has a barbecue spit on his head. And I'm like, PTSD, stay away. No. Yeah. <laughs> How tall was the Shakalaka King? Cause I can't find any uh, pictures of him next to a hunter. Uh, at best up to your waist, maybe up to your knees. That's, That'd just be so hard to hit. That's like I'm trying to imagine like a uh, exactly a feline and, or a melanx boss now, and it doesn't even flinch you when it hits you. Sometimes, so it hits you and it does so much damage and it does like let's say seventy percent of your health, and it just like ran through you and you like didn't even notice. It's just like here's your health slowly draining to thirty percent from full. Yeah, that doesn't seem fun. What the heck? No, yeah, they can never they can never bring back that fight either because. Um... Because it's like killing another sentient being is sort of like world breaking for Monster Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I was committing murder against the Shakas. Um. There's some nightmare, uh, nightmare picture for you. Fourth no. one. No. For listeners, it's like uh, <laughs> it's a custom one, two, quest three, three eight, where you six, fought nine Shakalaka kings at the same time. Nine. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, but anyways, I was saying the Vespoid Queen, I had a heck of a time with her because it's really obscure of how to fight her. So she's the one monster I think ever 
that you had to actually do something on the map for her to show up. Really? She wasn't just there. Yeah, you Vespoy Queen was never just on the map. She you had to kill fifty Vespoids in the jungle map. <laughs> and then she would and then she would appear in the cave in the jungle. Oh, it's huge. What Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's just torture. That sucks. Yeah, but they don't tell you that, right? So I failed at this quest from timeout looking for her um, twice. And then I just, like, one time, I was just like, I'm fed up, and I'm just killing every Vestboard I see, just out of frustration. Mm-hmm. And then I walk in there, and then she's there. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I have three minutes to fight her, because it's taken that long Jeez. to sort of realize to kill them all. So then I'd try it another time, and I'm like, okay, she's here, obviously, but I didn't catch on that you needed to kill the Vespoid. I never, that never connected in my, my brain. So I think it was another two times I failed the quest from timeout because I didn't figure out that I needed to kill Vespoids. So then, out of sheer frustration, this is like attempt number six, I think, um, I kill every Vespoid I see. I'm just murdering everything. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I walk in there, and then there she is. I was like, oh, it's because I killed the Vespoid. And then I fought her, and she's not that hard of a fight, uh, unless she sprays you. So she has an attack that's pretty telegraphed, but it homes up until it shoots. So she starts the wind-up, and then you have to basically, like, okay, dodge at the last second, because she's going to basically follow you until she actually shoots. So it's like she shoots uh, defense yeah defense down uh spray and then that defense down spray if you're hit by it also attracts the vespoids so they become more <laughs> aggressive and start dive bombing you oh my gosh um, so like, yeah uh, it, it was very hard it's like it's actually like um killing like a cuckoo in zelda yes yes Less intense, but yes. Right, right. right. <laughs> Jeez, I'm watching this fight, and I I don't like this monster. I just don't like how it looks. I don't like big insects like that. Yep, it's kind of like a queen ant. That's kind of how she is. Um, kind of creepy looking, but so yeah, that that was another story. Is just like the Vespoid Queen is just such a such a uh, a tough. <laughs> tough sell <laughs> um so lobo what what about you what's a what's another what's one of your tales um i think it was when i went into a gog quest without knowing what gog mazios was okay and my friend didn't prep me for it i just kind of went online randomly and then somebody posted a quest and i looked at the monster and it said gog mazios and it was just a blob and I'm like oh that's kind of cool i don't know what it is but let's fight it and that was a shock. And we actually finished it. So the first time I ever fought a Gog Mazios, I did it. You know, we we managed to do it properly. Hmm. And in that fight, two people had dropped out, like, disconnected, like, within the first three minutes. So. Wow. I I actually ended up enjoying fighting Gog Mazios because I wasn't trying to run around doing any of the cannon stuff. I was just under its legs, hitting it with a great sword over and over again. And yeah, I know it just seemed it was like a very cinematic fight. The music was really fun, and he was—I I, kind of like those big monster quests. 
like one of my other favorites is you know the Dalamador for that reason is that I just love his his fight music. I love his big scenery stuff. And also like just like the ability that you're this tiny little ant wailing on something that can barely feel you. I like uh I like uh Darren Moran and Jen Moran, but I kind of feel like Darren Moran is like the least needed monster <laughs> ever. Because it's just a Jen Moran with one horn. Like I why did you change that? That doesn't make sense. And it works the same way. It's the same fight. I just, I didn't know why that was a thing. I like, uh, I like fighting those guys with pierce shots, be it through a heavy bowgun, light bowgun, or a bow, because it sounds so nice having your pierce like three shots go through it so long. Right. I imagine. The yeah, it bugs me too how they just like, because they literally like reuse the encounter, uh, like like its attacks, of course, and also like this exact sand ship, and like the exact sand ship phase at the end where you've got the side turn towards it. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's like this didn't happen before, <laughs> Jedi mind trick. The first time... New generation, new monster. No, not really, guys. <laughs> the first time I fought the gen, it was with a group. And they did so much damage that it did the whole thing where it falls back out of carving range. Oh, and yeah. I thought that was normal. And everybody else was like spamming, like upset, like no, and chat and stuff like that. And I was like, what? Is this not a normal thing? Right, right. Because I'd heard pre- previously, I'd heard about. um. Frontier has that fight against the giant serpent thing where after you kill yeah. it, there's a separate quest just to carve it. Or there's at least a separate <laughs> timer to carve it. And I thought no. it was going to be like that. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's what's happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just don't get carves. Which I don't know. I've never found um, anything that either Moran does uh, that exciting as far as like equipment like uh they had decent water weapons but like aside from that i've never really cared much for their gear um so getting their parts just sort of meh for me like I, i'm getting them because i'm getting them not really because i want them before you one looked some of the stuff looked kind of nice it looked nice but i didn't end up using it a lot of the time um yeah i had like this conspiracy theory uh, if, Again, if, okay. If, oh. <laughs> if you were done, Lebron, I don't yeah, yeah. Take Go off. On. Right. Um, there's this like armor in worlds that's um, sort of like a red ninja, and it has like rope tied mm-hmm. boots and like traditional Japanese sort of get up. And like everyone's saying, okay. everyone's saying it's from uh, a Dagaran, Odagaran, um. But I I I can't, I can't like reconcile that because it's um because it's got like this fire pattern on it. So mm-hmm. like yeah, all that the, seems strange. Like the Gen Moran, those Titanic monster fights were all like samurai armor, and Darren Moran yes. as well. So I was wondering if it wouldn't mm-hmm. be like related through that that it would be like Zora Magdros armor because it's got the same sort of through line. Yeah. Um. I could see that. Uh, what? 
was it is it Leo Shun that's also Leo Shun armor is also like kind of like that um yeah like a lot of those bigger boss monsters always had these sort of like almost traditional Japanese armors um at least I think so I think that was yeah Leo Shun's armor I, it's been a long time I'm thinking like Gen 1 Monster Hunter um right that or Fatalis Lashan armor looks like uh, Gen Moron armor, just like in, on a PS2, basically. Yeah. See, I see that that one you just linked in the three that just looks like a Raptor. By the way, I do like that armor though. I think that's Flash Raptor, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it is a screenshot of it with Zitsu. Yeah. Yeah, it's Flash Raptor. Yeah, I'm. Definitely excited to be playing World here soon, but I do have things to keep me entertained till then. A lot of it's just because we're excited to play the new game because we're <laughs> running out of stuff of like, I I mean we yeah. can always gush like I'm super excited to fight Toby. The second I can fight Toby, I'm gonna fight him until I made every single armor piece of him and at least five different weapons because I love that look. It's like a tiny doll. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah. the thing that's also cool is like Delamador armor being another one of those large, large monsters had sort of a uh, sort of a Western barbarian or also a uh, like feudal knight. Like there's like armor sets with tabards and like plaid and like that sort of medieval look. Um, yeah. Which is also sort of like mirroring the feudal Japanese look. Yeah. Yeah. And all their weapons were, all his weapons were so cool, by the way. Just the spikes and they looked fearsome. Yeah, I wish I crafted more of that stuff in uh, in 4. I've always, uh, I've always enjoyed um, the sort of, like, I would say high fantasy armors. Um, so, like, I like the cape that Gore gave you, um, or Shagaru, one of the two. Um I like uh, the Rathalos armors. They sort of have that sort of iconic, um, like knight plus dragon look. Yeah. Um, I I love the or or uh, dragoon for the <laughs> the Final Fantasy fans. Um, the I had to say I really do like the Diablos armor, um, but the one that I like the most uh, aesthetically. I would have to say is the Monoblos armor that sort of black and red, like very intimidating. Like, uh, what are those guys called in Zelda? The, the armored knight guys. They've had so um, many names. Oh, the iron. But basically the giant, the, yeah, the giant knight guys that swing chains and the older ones, it's kind of like one of those. It's like a black and red horn design. I love Monoblos armor. Just the aesthetics. I used to, I used to love the stats on them too, because they used to have uh, attack up large, even in. I want to say even in low rank. I do agree with you. I like Shigaro's armor mostly because it's always very, very paladin like. Yeah. But my my other armors and one of the armor sets I did the almost most of the game with was a uh, Seregios armor. Seregios armor. I love the look of it. I love that scaled kind of a warrior knight look. The pinecone knight? Kind of. And then the other was, um, weirdly enough, G-Rank 
or not G rank, but um, the step down, just high rank because it was in generations. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Yangaruga, because you got the really cool yes. helmet and you got the awesome cape. Yes, which is weird because I armor was a cool. I hate I hate the Garuga as a monster. I hate its goofy actions and stuff like that. But the high rank version, the low rank version looks terrible. I hate the the weird ripply armor look. Yeah, but the high rank stuff looks that. nice. Cause you look, you go from looking like a, a goofy warrior to like a some Sentai dude, and also his uh, longsword was a halberd, so it looks pretty fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of these weapon designs coming up, this especially um, some of the some of the contest winners from uh, the weapon art contest. That happened a while back. Gosh, rip. that was like what? Uh, rip uh, that was a Amber Hammer. That yeah. I really like that design that didn't get chosen. The uh, the Vespoid Frozen in Amber <laughs> could have been. Yes. Could have given you a flashback to yeah. Squishwon. Yeah, I submitted uh, I submitted a charge blade that was Ignactor, but in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have submitted a uh, a monster specific one, especially if it wasn't going to be in the game or something like that. Um, probably lowered my chances. <laughs> right. Uh, I've always had a couple ideas for weapons, but most of them are expanding existing, uh, joke lines of weapons. Like, um, yeah, you know, we have the chain slaughter and we have the switch axe variant of the chain slaughter. I always thought it'd be cooler to have more weapons of that series. Sure. But well, I always, imagine a, I always like joke weapons in general. <laughs> well, for you have the, um... That relic series of weapons that you, not re- relic weapons, relic weapons, but like the ones where you could like it was rested and you could upgrade it, and it would come oh, out yeah. with this like future tech version. Um, mm-hmm. Further called, I like I the fact re- that I think I I could be corrected here, but you know the lost musket was one of the more famous ones and it's so pretty. Um, oh yeah, unfortunately, demon lock. Yeah, because uh, it had you know. Rapid fire, Craig, and tri blast, and all, and flash shots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other two weapons in that series were not that great, even though they looked beautiful. Like the sword and shield was like this ornate mace scepter, and uh, <laughs> the sword was just this very pretty jeweled sword. But I supposedly in Double Cross they added more of that set, from what I understand. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but it was, yeah, it was the Eldora Blade and the Eldora, or sorry, the Lost Blade and the Treasured uh, Feta that were these really Hmm. royal-looking, shiny, diamond-encrusted gold weapons. And I always thought they'd be nice if they added more of those, like a longsword. I want to see a fancy bow. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of this stuff, like the Gunlance and... um that kind of stuff were, were hinted at uh, in the early games. Uh, I've mentioned this before. The Undertaker Lance um, that eventually became a Gun Lance line in the later games. But to start out, like the the Lance was just like the Undertaker was just a Lance. Uh, and the same way the Great Swords, the uh, I can't remember the name of it. Eager Eager Cleaver actually 
uh, used to be a great sword and that, that it became a lightning uh, long sword. So I've always liked the sort of foreshadowing of weapons that they used to do. I kind of, uh, but all of the weapons have like sort of been hinted at, like they used to be, uh, they used to exist back in the old days, you know, back in the old war against the dragons and that kind of stuff. I'd kind of like to see some like weapons that were like developed in the new age, like, you know, maybe that boomerang or the dog. <laughs> Although I couldn't see a dog in Monster Hunter at this point. Like, I mean, we've barely seen any like, you know, real world animals aside from poogies, which are kind of like just small pigs. And then, uh, um, small farm pigs and then you know the cats but even the cats are not really cats they're more humanoid um so like i i would kind of like to see some more weapon types eventually pop up that were like you know made in the new world sort of thing because everything's been to my knowledge came from the old wars or something like that maybe the longsword hasn't um, the gun lance and that kind of stuff. Of course, then there was the uh, the rumored gun hammer because the the revolver hammer and that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Which um didn't uh was what's the name of that 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 monster hunter clone? that's on PC. Starts with the D. Oh, um, Dauntless. Yeah. I played Dauntless. I played that for a little while. It's neat. Didn't Dauntless steal the gun hammer? already uh yeah it's it's a Isn't gun a hammer thing? it's yeah it's not nearly as fun as the gun lance like it's a cool idea but it's it's just not that fun i i don't want to rip on another game but i i didn't like oh it. no 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 i know but i was just saying they actually made that concept when the dead eye revolver's been in since early games oh least. right well, i always thought yeah, it'd be neat i was to see more uh weapons like that where it has like old tech yeah oh yeah i just want to see some new stuff i meant to ask you did you ever get the uh the cool guitar switch axe uh because that's something i always i loved and i wanted but i never played it long enough to get it nope i don't think i've made more than three switch axes ever Aw. There's been some, that's the first, like, Switch X we got that was very, uh, very heavily stylized and fun like that. Yeah. And a lot, most of the times the cooler, unfortunately, the cooler DLCs are limited to J- Japan. Like, we finally got the pirate one for generations, but, um, there's always been these really other cool ones that, like, the, uh, the rock organ hammer, hunting horn. Then I want to see more stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'd like were to there, see. Were there any? Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, it's just a minor point. I'd like to see like um how chaotic Dormagala, like especially the gunner armor, and Camellios had sort of like mage, um, uh, themes yeah. to their armor set. I hope the yeah. uh, uh, zombie dragon, since it's sort of that same sort of eldritch theme to it. I hope it has some sort of uh, less uh, melee-looking armor set. I did like the uh, the Camellios bow because it was it was not a bow; it was actually a like a staff and a uh, a magic tome instead. 
and instead of shooting arrows, it shot those little spiky balls similar to the uh, Kelby bow. Right. So it looked like you were casting spells instead of just shooting out arrows. Yeah, that is kind of cool. That would be kind of cool to see like a whole fantasy series um, of armor and weapons and that kind of stuff. Like uh, just a whole like mage stuff. Here's a picture. It is a horrid picture, but it is still a picture. Um, yeah, I used, I made a set that was the Camellios, um, bow, because uh, it's like a spell tome quiver, and then, like, you have, like, the flaming sort of, like, torch that you're holding with the bow. Didn't uh, most of the Camellios weapons have, like, an invisible part of them that ended up lighting up with this orange translucent bit? Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Um... I had a switch axe too, but I, I, I used the bow with um, the Nephilim set, the Chaotic Gormagala gunner set, and I never played mm -hmm. bow uh, in 4, because it wasn't fun on a 3DS for me <laughs> to aim and shoot, but like, I thought that was like one of the best looking armor sets I could have made, because it was like, a, uh, the cape was like, it was like a black cape. And it had, like, runes on it, like, magical runes. And I, uh, once I got the, pigment, the rainbow pigment, I set that to it. And the ra magical runes started glowing and uh, changing colors. So that was nice. That's awesome. Did they ever make any cool, uh, or, like, joke, or at least really fantastical-looking charge blades? Because it seemed like all the charge blades kind of met the same follow the same theme. I wasn't sure if you ever made any that were really out there. You know, I made every charge blade available to me in For You, and I made every one available to me in Generations, and I do not remember many joke weapons. Honestly. I think Generations I at just... least had the cheese wheel, right? Yeah, I think that's about all I remember, though. It gets kind of so hard, because... Um... As, I feel as, like a lot of other ones are more iconic. Yeah, as you make... Instantly like, more... had that push broom. Sorry, go on. Oh yeah, as, just, as you make more intricate sort of weapon designs, mechanical ones especially, like switch axe and charge blade, then have to have all these different shapes that move and shift. Like, it becomes like... Yeah. What it is, is it becomes more hyper-specific. And you can't make yeah. uh, a charge blade or a switch axe. It's just like an axe, like or a scythe, like a great sword. And I know there's like a scythe, um, switch axe, but like my point is like you can have great swords are swords, and there there's I think there's a scythe and there's axes, and it doesn't matter. Um, but like you you have to have these super, uh, like, all the shapes have to work and not, like, clip, clip through each other horribly. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I've always liked um, the lance and the and gun lance um, joke weapons, I think, have always been the best. So there's the no-swimming um, shark. The you, you basically, you're stabbing people with a shark as a lance. It's just a shark and has a no-swimming sign for a shield. Didn't they have a and plunger, then, too? Yeah, and there was the plunger on the toilet seat for the lance. I think um, I, my favorite gun lance ever 
is the corn popper. Yes. It was a giant piece of corn. <laughs> I just like the sound effect it made. Yeah. And then um, I would say to me, probably the most one of the most iconic joke weapons uh, for me is the um, uh, what do you, the, the the teddy bear hammer that does sleep element and it squeaks <laughs> when it hits people. I haven't seen those except for Which, the I mean, uh, first te- one. I say teddy bear was like in the sleep bombing meta for a little bit too. I, you know what you were mentioning about more like fantasy elements stuff like Camellios. That might actually work in the Charge Blade's favor, because I'm just thinking of um, an example being there's a there's a bunch of a set of uh, dual blades for like Strider, where one of them's just you know one of them's just cool light sword, but the other is just invisible, so you're just like knife handing like karate chopping with your offhand when you're wielding Strider's yeah. dual blades. They could have a cool set where uh, for a Charge Blade. It's just like an armband on your shield arm, so you're actually just deflecting things with your arm and your hmm. shield. And then when you go to combine, you're basically kind of like activating the magical part of your blade. So as you switch into axe form, the blade head stops being, or the shield stops being invisible, and it forms like a magical axe at the end of your sword. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely always. I can see that. That's definitely always territory they can go into. Is um you can just make some of the shapes that exist as part of these weapons, uh, um, part of them transparent and part of them uh, physical looking, and then that will um, create a more out there look. And purple. And purple. (laughs) Um, purple. Very purple. purple. I'm excited that we have uh, Kushala uh, Kushala Deora weapons back, because that armor set is really pretty. It has like the sort of uh, so the bronze relief bust sort of face mask to it, and um, the weapons. Gaijin Hunter made a uh, Kushala Deora uh, like video recently, and he explained how all yep. the weapons are themed around a different animal for each weapon yep. type. Yes. So like the the great or the uh, switch axe is a bat and it's a scythe. Uh, that looks really cool, and the yeah. the bow is really great. It's it's a horse, um, mm-hmm. and you of course you flip it out like any bow. It folds uh, together, and it looks like sort of like a a, a bow spritz on a on a on a on a ship or of like a of like a chart of like a prancing horse, like like a yeah. Um, what would be on a a carousel, uh, basically. I like the um, guns; kind of look like a shark's, and the lances are like the lions. I love the lance ones. Oh yeah, that's that's good. That's a good look. What's the what's the longsword supposed to be? I just know it's a scythe that unfolds when you get you know a spirit level. But uh, he's he said in that video that it was a snake. I don't really see it. I didn't really love that longsword, but. As a longsword uh, lover, that the snake was a hammer. It was a cobra. It was the hammer. Uh, I don't know what the longsword was. I know you're trying to have no idea. Yes. Wasn't it a good, uh, pretty good charge blade too? By the way, uh, if you're talking four use, yes, for sure. I use that quite extensively. 
In fact, I I even honed for attack on that one. Ooh. I don't know. I I didn't play in the meta so much because a lot of people are like hone for defense. It's the best one. Meh. Don't care. The uh, I'm doing healing. The lipo gun was a wasp. Right, right. <laughs> I just don't know what the heavy bow gun was. I just know it looked like a cool revolver. Like it's. It also hap- unfortunately happened to be like one of the best heavy bow guns in that game too. Well, that wraps us up for today, Hunters. So thanks again for joining us. And remember, we'll see you next quest. Fear, Manabras. Adios, all. hunters for listening today you can catch us on soundcloud or any past episodes on google drive download or youtube